You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met, Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Master Skywalker. There are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Do I only help? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hi. Hi. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks. Wookiees, clones, and yes, all you trans, Doshans, that is, because this is an inclusive podcast, to another edition of the new Force Order for Life podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast, and if you do not know that by now, you're a dumb fuck. Yeah, you're dumber. You're dumber than a box of rocks. But I dumber digress. than a box of Joe tells. Wow, that's dumb. That's a lot of stupid, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's almost as stupid as taking seventeen thousand gym selfies and always being in the same position 
<laughs> in the same pose. Oh, we call that the Cade Lothbrook, a.k.a. the Stockade effect. So, Stockade, eat a big fat bag of carbs and calm down. Anyhow, I digress. My name is the Greek god Papadon, a.k.a. GGP. I'm a pro wrestler, multi-time champion in a galaxy far, far away. Current champion in three different promotions. And I am the alpha and omega of professional wrestling. But I'm also, most importantly, a Star Wars aficionado. And along with me is my partner in crime. He is my peanut butter to my chocolate, my jelly to my tossing salad. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We were drunk. Didn't count. Anyhow, introduce yourself, sir. I thought we we promised not to talk about that one. I am smarter than 2-1-B. I'm sorry, sweet. More technical than FX7. Mom, don't listen. Uh, The, uh, and the man who wants to wish my friend, my buddy, this guy, this guy right here, who's sitting across from me with that bald head and that smile, a happy 45th birthday and a happy 23, 23, I saw it was on the money. 23rd wrestling anniversary on this joyous occasion of July. Pop, happy fucking birthday. Thank you. Now introduce yourself. Alex Arroyo, a.k.a. Dr. Destroyo. Woo! I work hard last night, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little exhausted. You don't know how to work, kid. Exactly. <laughs> Back in my day. Anyway, folks. We're here with another week of shenanigans, tomfoolery, debauchery. But also some Star Wars news, rumors, and sexual Nintendos. So okay, 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 okay. I, I need to start this off because this is this this one. It it hits home, but it also makes me slightly happy to 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 announce this. So, so we all know that you know Hasbro, who's the toy company that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is uh, has the Star Wars license right now and has had it for many many years. You know, they bought Kenner, so they got it de facto via that. Um, they not only have, have, have already moved to, which we talked about pre-show, this eco-friendly windowless package. So that means when you go to the yeah. store, exactly, your figures from Hasbro will now be plastic-free. So you won't even be able to see what's inside there. Just recognizing the artwork on the outside is going to be good enough to see what happens. So, you know, all these fuck-ups when the paint apps are all over the place and you can't see them. And if someone swaps a figure inside there, you have no idea because they taped that bird it back. It's going to be an absolute shit show disaster. And I'm buying the majority of my stuff online now because I can't deal with it. Okay, so that's one shit that happened this month. But the second, yes. What is the toys made out of? Uh, that would be plastic. Oh, look at the world we live in. Save the whales. Save the turtles. No plastic coverings for the for the toys, but the toys are made of plastic. Yeah. No plastic straws. But we'll give you a sippy cup made of paper with a plastic lid. Oh, no plastic bags. But every not every item in the store, in the supermarket, in the convenience store, 99.5% of the items are made of plastic. But it's the bags that are going to send the turtles to the orphanage. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody, wake up. Anyway, go on. Um, the, and the funny thing is that when I open these things, I actually recycle the plastic. And ask me how many toys plastic that I've recycled in my life. 
How many uh, toy prizes? Of, to- of, to- of toys? Zero, because they're all sitting in my room right now. So, and I'm sure when I die, my, my, my kids are just going to back it up into a dump. So, anyway, it's, it's a really stupid thing. But what's even stupider, what's even stupider, is that for the second consecutive HasLab, and as we know, HasLab is when Hasbro tries to crowdfund a project like Kickstarter, where they say, hey, we're going to make this. Um, we're going to do this. If X amount of you guys sign up for it, we shall go forward with the project and make said item. So two consecutive has labs in a row. They went unfunded. Okay. So the previous one was the Rancor Keeper, who they really announced shitty stretch goals. And the stretch goal is when you hit a certain number. So say they say, oh, we need 8,000 for this to be made. But if we hit 10,000, we'll give you a free Rancor Guard Keeper. Or we'll give you a free Ula. Or we'll give you a free whatever. The stretch goals they had were so weak that everybody said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to fund it. And it didn't even get funded to the first tier on the, um, on the goals. So the Rancor, that was uh, two, three months ago, somewhere around, maybe, maybe a little longer ago. So then Hasbro's like, all right, we're going to make a lightsaber. We're going to come out strong. We're going to back the Kenobi series. Let's do a lightsaber. So whose lightsaber did they decide to, to, to do a Kickstarter on, a HasLab on? I know. Rev's lightsaber. And they needed 8,000 to, to move forward. Five. Was it 5,000? Five. Maybe. Do you know how many they got? Yeah, I do. About 1,400, which is, in the grand scheme of things, absolutely nothing. It wasn't going to spin, so already you had people fucking out the door from there. Because, like, who wants a, an Inquisitor saber that doesn't spin? I mean, come on, let's be serious. That's like having a midget without a helicopter thing on his head. Um, and then the stretch goals were, I think, again, weak. I didn't, I, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even read it because I didn't care. I wasn't going to back it anyway. So Reva got shafted up the ass, and she got no backing for her saber through the HasLab. And here we are again with Hasbro who's blown it now two times in a row. The only two things they've got successfully funded was Java Sail Barge, the Katana, which was 500 bucks at that point, which was great. And I think if they, re- if they were to do a Kickstarter now on it, it'd probably be like fucking 1,000 bucks because the way the prices have increased is insane. And then the uh, uh, Mando ship, why am I blanking on the name? Razorcrest. Razorcrest, thank you, sorry. That got fun. That got all the stretch goals met. Um, and we were able to get the Razor Crest. But these last two, uh, listen, the boys at Hasbro Star Wars are not doing a good job in figuring out what we want and how we want it and what to do. Unlike the boys in the Marvel Legends, who have gotten all their Kickstarters funded already, the Sentinel and the Galactus, and all their stretch goals opened, and also the G.I. Joe, who's had two so far, the Sky Striker for the three, the, the three three quarters, which got fully funded, and also they just did the His Tank for the big six-inch which blew shit out of the water. They like tripled the amount of orders they had and everything got funded on them. We're getting four figures with that. His tank, it's going to be dope. So Reva got no love uh, and that is okay with me. So do you think the reason why they went with the Reva Saber was because Lucasfilm was pushing them to do it, trying to get her over? Speaking um, of over. Speaking of over. Um, I, think it, it's, it, I think they did it because A, it's a Saber that has not been released yet. So, in that standpoint, like, you know, there's a zillion Obi-Wan Kenobi sabers out there, or Vader sabers out there, nobody cares about that. So, if they wanted to back the show, it made sense that that was what they were going to do, and that was what they were going to push, because we haven't had an Inquisitor saber. So, um, why not do the Grand Inquisitor? That would have been a great idea. Um, which so I why think, not, right? 
But why not? But why? But why? Because Reva was the star of the show, and they needed to push their star. They needed to push their agenda, as we already know. Um, so I'm. So what I'm telling you is, do you think Lucasfilm? I I, I think they had a hand in it. Yes, I think so. Okay. For sure. I think I think they have to ultimately approve what they're going to do the Haslabs on and what they're going to push out. And when it came to Kenobi, I'm sure they had a hundred percent hand in what was happening. So did you see, did you see what happened? Right. San Diego comic cons going on right now. Yes. Correct. And, uh, who's the figures that make the WWE? Is it Mattel that make Mattel? the WWE? Yes. Figures? Yep. They, they came out with a Monday nitro set. You saw it? Uh, the three pack. No, the set, the, the, the entrance way. Oh, for the I figures. Think- yeah, I think that's just a custom thing that they they, they did. They, they they released one which was also like a, a Kickstarter kind of thing for the old school WWF, like uh, not the Attitude Era, the era, the era before the whatever they call that era. I don't know what it is, like the you know, the Diesel Era. They did a, a set for that one, um, with a ring and a whole like backdrop that lights up like the rainbow lights and whatever the fuck it is from back in the eighties, early nineties. Um, but the one they set up from there was a custom one that they did. They're not selling that one. They're not selling it. They should. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was gonna buy it. Yeah, they're not. Selling that it. shit looked dope. Yeah, they had they had they have a WCW one too that they showed this this uh, this week too. Um, but that's it's what you said the WCW. Oh, I thought you said I thought you said um, Raw. You said Raw, no? No, I said WCW Nitro. Oh, no. oh my bad. Yeah. So that yeah, it's not for sale. It's okay. You worked hard last night. I did. It's not for sale. Okay. Well, speaking about Revo. Speaking about Revo. And lack of Revo. Oh, <laughs> Kai Patterson. Director, or no, I'm sorry, editor came out and Star Wars fan came out with his own edit of the Kenobi series where he cut it down to a two and a half hour movie. Now, I was, I sent this to everybody that I know is a Star Wars fan that I'm close friends with, and I told him to give it a look and let me know what happens. I watched it twice um, late at night, so I was in and out, but I saw most of it. And then they got taken down. And you couldn't watch it anymore. Yep. But now it's back up and running wild like Hulkamania on his site, uh, KP Films, I think it is. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like your penis. It's down. It's up. It's down. You fall asleep on the middle of it. It's yeah, like... why not? So what do you think of the two and a half movie, Doc? So you had sent it out there and I was in the middle of a zillion things today. But I got to kind of watch it here and there in between doing things. And then I... And I, I played the game where I watched it on my phone and I was kind of hitting the 15 second fast forward thing in parts that I knew that shit was already like, you know, what was going to happen and what was going there. But he, he made a really interesting edit. Um, the first thing I'll say about it is that uh, there there was a lot of leaps and bounds and jumps in this edit. And if you didn't see the Kenobi series it, you, you and just saw this, you would be like, oh, that's kind of weird that that's like this is a characters introduced and, and already like off to the races and doing their things like they didn't let leia breathe like they took he took that scene out where she had that you know tiff between her cousins which um, i didn't like i like that scene yeah i like to see too but like, listen he it, it, and the, it was two and a half hour cut and in the essence of time shit had to go so i mean you know there was stuff here and there that he had to get rid of he also um, took out the scene where leia and obi-wan were in the in the back of the uh the uh the uh what was this guy's name frack Right, oh, and, yeah. and he and he called a layer by accident. Yeah, yep, yep. He took that part out, but where he, they they moved ahead of that, which is fine. I mean, no, it really, it's not. That that no, that that, really no, that was a great that was a great great scene, dude. It may have been sorry. a great scene, but it didn't really it, it didn't change any any of this any of the story. I wish you. Would I think it added more. 
I wish he would have took out the uh, kind of Johnny parts. That would have been that would have been much easier. Why? Um, he was great. Yeah, he sucked in that show. Anyway. Oh, you suck. Actually, uh, they did take out one part. The part where he says, uh, and then when he sees him at the at the place, and he's like, uh, you know, I changed my ways, and he goes, oh. Better, better business opportunity here, or more opportunity for business here. Yeah, they yeah. took that line out. Yeah. Anyway, go on. So they 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 chopped a lot of things out of there. Um, other things to notice that they that they did was when the the rogue Jedi that was trying to track down Obi Wan Kenobi to get his help, they did not let him escape, and they decapitated him, and they hung. That was him, great. They hung him, decapitated in the square for Obi Wan to see. He switched the scenes. Yeah, he flipped things around. Um, but but I said to myself, how how's Obi Wan know that that's the Jedi guy? He has no head. It's not like you know, there's a sign on his chest or anything that said Jedi, you know, former Jedi, something like that. So that was kind of like a little bit of a jump. They took that part out where. Well, Reva, how, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's decapitated. Where Reva, um, you know, threatens uh, Owen Lars. I they think you should have left that in there. They took that por- that portion out of there. Um, but I, but I, he said. And I saw this on an interview today with him. He said that the reason why he took it out is because if someone threatens him and he knows how important Chris, uh, Chris, how, how important Luke is. Um, You're bringing your kids' names into this. Yeah, right? Wow, look at, look at the Messiah over there. So uh, if someone knew how, you know, where that there's a Jedi there and how important Luke is and someone threatens him about killing him and his family. He should get up and move out of Tatooine and not stay there. Yeah, at least for a little while. Go a little vacation, you know. We're going to go to Dantooine. <laughs> nice. Um, anyway. So that was that. Also, another portion that they had changed and fixed was the portion where Vader first faces off against Obi-Wan Kenobi um, and drags him through the fire. You know, the part where Vader just stares at him as they pick him up and walk him away and get him out of there. The stormtrooper goes, should we pursue Lord Vader? And he's sitting there and he goes, no, not quite yet. Which, you know, was a big gripe that people had. It's like, you know, why did Vader go out immediately right then and there? So he kind of fixed that a little bit over there. But the greatest thing that he did in this whole thing was that he really completely neutered Reva to a very, very minimal character um, that didn't have this, you know, the backstory that they gave her. They didn't have all the bullshit. didn't have all the terrible lines that she delivered. Took all that, took the majority of that shitty dialogue she gave out. And that shitty acting she did, and um, and put her in kind of like this uh, this this much much smaller role than was there, and even better, the do ending. You think, do you think it made her more powerful as a character? Uh, I don't think so. I think again, it 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 was it felt like her and Leia for me fell into like this leaps and bounds like jump that you had to do to figure out what they were doing. You took out the parkour were. too. Yes, and he the- did. And the Batman and the Batman pose. scene, which I saw, which was great, which was also good. I was happy about that. It was showing from the back. I'm like, oh, but then he did that, you know, when she like fell off the building. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the crow, and I'm like, all right, you should, should take that out. Um, so they, uh, so they completely got rid of her. The second Vader skewered her, um, and uh, she was it. She was done. So there was no. I'm getting up from. I'm flying to fucking you know the Lars homestead and and finding that but in turn also completely took out the whole Lars scene so they completely you know they got you know the the boot but I got what I wanted ultimately I got the Vader Obi-Wan Kenobi fight in one continuous scene without moving with Duel of the Fates in the background which was the greatest fucking part so he he interjected a lot of the old Star Wars music into there which was great and and more voiceovers and shit like that that happened there. Yeah, when uh, Kenobi was in the rubble. Yep. 
And you said, perfect time for Qui-Gon to talk to him. Boom. Yep, we got that there, which I thought was fantastic. And so everything, everything it's, it's, like, it's almost like I edited this movie. Oh, is your name Kai Patterson? <laughs> it's my pseudonym. That's my not my my nom de plume. Um, nice. But he listen, he did it was you like amazing. It better? So so I, I did I did enjoy the story when it had room to breathe, you know, and it gave us whatever how many hours it was four and a half, five hours, whatever it was, six hours, not even. Um but this fast cut of it. Much like the fast cut of, of Last Jedi, really, it kind of tightened things up and it took a lot of the things that annoyed the shit out of me, like the the Leia chase scene. Um, he did that great. Yeah, he did it. It was perfect. That's all. That's all. That's literally all they needed. Like, that's it. Hi, princess. Who are you? Oh, you know, I'm just wandering around looking for you. Bag tagged out the door. Thank you. Um, so I, 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 first of all, I enjoyed seeing the Vader Kenobi battle in one contiguous scene. And I thought it was great that they did not go away from that. The one thing that I thought that would have been cool is if they would have, if they were going away from it and looping out of it, they should have looped to and had it intertwined the fight that they showed from attack of the clones between the two of them and the, and the final battle because the, the poetry in the two of those and the reason why he ultimately loses his support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The reason why they explained from that flashback. So that may have been, you know, and I thought I enjoyed one one thing, but that may have been a good interplay to put inside. Did you like the fact that he moved the Order 66 scene to another part? And and then he, uh, what did he do? Oh. When he first saw Anakin uh, standing in the desert, he cut in and out from like episode three. Yeah. With it. Yep. Yep. He, he did a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, 
a lot of just small little visual things and small little audio things that really beefed it up and changed things. So I like I really like to set it. Um, he also cut out a lot of uh, Teddy Ruxpin's part out too. Yeah, with the whole thing about his wife being a Jedi and this and that and. Blah, blah, blah. But that, that wasn't bad. Like a lot of stuff that he cut out, I thought should have stayed in. It would, yeah, it well, I, I think it's for the essence of time. He wants to cut it down to somewhat reasonable movie level. Um, and I think he got the essence of it. I really do. I think it's, you know, I think it's ultimately better when you get the whole thing, which I mean, you know, what's better than Star Wars? More fucking Star Wars. So, um, but I, but I definitely did enjoy it. Um, I was just happy to see that, you know, that, that, that battle scene in one, in one shot and not have to, to go back and forth to see Reva be annoying and you know pretend to be an important character in the star wars universe um and they they really took a lot of her shit out which uh, i i don't think i don't think i, I think i think it i think it may have made her better a better character ultimately i don't know it's hard to say um but um i thought i thought it was good i thought it was cool very cool i'm glad you watched it i'm glad you enjoyed it because i thought you were gonna grab no, the no. Jer- no, jergens and uh and uh, rub one out to it. So uh, it wasn't that bad. I, I was like, all right, I got to watch this fucking thing now because these guys are going to talk about it all day in the show. Um, but, uh, you know, some kudos to this guy, you know, kudos to guys like Ivan Ortega who spend the time getting the, you know, the, the, the footage. You know, had, how they get the, the high quality footage is beyond me. I don't know how they, they actually get it, rip it and get it because if, even if you try to screenshot when you're on Disney Plus, like I've tried to screenshot stuff so we could use it for the for like show bumpers and show uh, like um, thumbnails. Mm-hmm. You get a black screen because Disney completely blacks it out. If you try to record, it completely blacks it out. So you, you're doing you off a DVD. Uh, it's possible. However, you got it. I mean, I have no idea, but it's um that stuff takes time, man. I mean, to, to take that that stuff and dilute it down two and a half hours and add stuff in there and rearrange things and figure out how you want to do it and go and. Open, you know, Spiro's here. He would tell you that you know, video editing is not an easy thing to do, especially when it comes to content like that. So, kudos to this guys who you know are just trying to make. Oh, he's he blew up off of this because it's everywhere. Yeah, Vanity Fair was even talking about this fucking guy. So, well, he's hopefully, he's going to get in trouble. That's all. No, he's not because he did all the right things illegally on his website, and he's not making any money off of it. So that's all he cares. You know what I mean? I can't imagine he was attempting to make any money. Off I of found that. the anti-cheese edits of the prequels. And I want to start watching those. So with yeah, with the uh, is that the, is that the Phantom Menace stuff? Yeah, no, no, it's the one where I mean, they cut out a lot of the scenes and they 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 put the the Trade Federation. They're talking an alien language as opposed yeah. to talking, you know, in dialect. That, that in and of itself would have would have changed the prequels tremendously. So, well, let's go back to Kenobi. Did you? He's, know? In, the, he's in the ventilation shaft. Designer Todd Chernowski says that Obi-Wan Kenobi's rush production, uh, it was rushed. They couldn't get things done. They, they supposedly dropped the ball with it. So listen, interview with YouTuber Kyle Katern, Obi-Wan Kenobi production designer Todd Chernowski talked about how the series had a rush schedule, especially given everything that needed to be done with the show. Chernowski explained how even though they had 90-something days and 100 days of prep. Before that, the production was always working at a frantic pace. And I quote, But you're moving at such a fast pace. I know 90-something days sounds like an incredible number, but you're moving so fast. When 
and when I started the show, which was fall of 2020, and then we went to camera in late spring of 2021, that five and a half, six months of time, when you start to do that math, so let's say it's like five times four, it's 20 weeks, 22 weeks times five days, you got about 100 days of prep. And on a 100-day shoot, you probably got at least on that Star Wars show, we had about 100-plus sets. So that means every day you have to design, build, paint, light, and finish a set. Now, obviously, that's not the way it works because you have to the end of the schedule. But when you start actually putting it up on the calendar, it's frightening at a level of which you have to check these boxes. Wow. Yeah. When it came to the day filming on set, the designer revealed how a typical day is 12 hours and that the director, Deborah Chow, was a wizard at being able to carve a day out and, and didn't get too long. Well, a typical day is 12 hours, whether that's prep or shooting. I mean, Deborah is a wizard at being able to carve a day out that didn't get too long. We had a handful of very long days, but for the most part, we kept it to 12 hours. When working with a child, you know, Vivian Lair Blair, or Lyra Blair has to be in and out of set time within a very specific window so we can start the day early, work with Ewan in the morning and a handful of other actors, bring in Vivian, shoot her out, and continue or start with her first thing in the morning when she's really fresh, bright, and well-rested. So what do you think, Doc? Uh, Should we get the ambulance? Yeah, exactly. Let's, uh, Let's park it out back. I'm not so sure why... They felt the need to rush this out. Like, is Disney Plus really feeling the need to be like, we have to just keep cranking shows out or we're not going to make any money? Um, I'd honestly would prefer them to take their time to, uh, you know, give them more time to actually do the stuff and not rush it out. Because if it's rushed out, they're going to get a rush story, you're going to get a rush fucking, you know, uh, acting job from these people. And I'd rather have something better than rushed. If I have to wait a little long for it, that's fine. Six more months, who gives a shit? It's really no skin off my back. And once they start pushing things forward that way, things will line up to where they need to get them out. So I don't think it's a really big do you deal. Think, do you think it's they rushed it because the change of the script and then COVID and they were behind the eight ball the whole time? Well, it could have been you know, a number of things that actually changed everything. Who the hell knows? It's difficult to speculate. And my guess is that's probably a combination of a little bit of everything. Okay. Well, I like your advice. You know who else gave advice? Who gave David, advice? David Filoni. David Filoni. Yes, about the Grand Inquisitor's adaptation to live action. Did you hear about this? Um, he was talking about the fact that um, maybe it would have been better to have him in live action first and then in cartoon, because then we could see him go batshit, apeshit crazy, because once they went the opposite way, it kind of made him look a little bit weak. Uh, to some extent, basically, he comes out and he tells everybody at the crew, David Chow and Brad Elliott, who's the prop master, he goes, imagine live action came first and then that the animated material was an exaggerated version of the live action. You know what I'd say about that? Whatever. No fucking duh. Look at look at the beard. Of of uh, general, I'm not general, um. Count Dooku in this show. In the did it look any, yeah, yes, did it look did it look anything remarkably close to the beard that he had in live action? Not at all. Full and long. Did it look menacing like he looked? No. 
Kobe one Kenobi square draw beard. No, like, come on, guys, really? Anyhow, so oh that, come on, guy, I care, huh? <laughs> Shout out to Spiro. So, I heard you like to live in America. Uh, what am I? Um, James Brown. Yeah, you know who came out the James Brown music? Who came out the James Brown music? Apollo Creed. You know who's Apollo Creed? I know Apollo Creed, baby. That's my man, uh, Grief Carga. That's right. Carl Weathers himself. And you know what Carl Weathers said recently? He said, um, ow, that hurts, Rocky. Don't, <laughs> don't put it in me bum. No, no, no. That's fucking, what's his name? Uh, Brandon. Um, he said that he's directing an episode in season three of Mandalorian and he promises more action and more scope in his season three episode. I got news for you. When anybody promises me more action, I'm not listening to them anymore. But if it was Red Man, time, time, time for some action. No? I'm not listening anymore. I'm done. All right. Well, he said, oh, there was a bit more action, I think, in this one. He says that his season three outing adding that it's a little different to the siege because a lot of a lot of it had more scope, not the mouthwash. But this one also had many, many different kinds of stories within the story. And that's really nice for whether stepping behind the camera on Mando is a chance to to dabble in multiple genres at once. I love directing. It's my passion. The show. Where the hell did it go? The show. Gives you so much opportunity to deal with all these different characters. Even though they're different episodes. It's not like typical episodic television. It's not a whodunit. It's not a dark comedy. It's not a proce- uh, procedural. It's so many different things. And it's action adventure on top of that. As a director, you get a chance to exercise your talent. And also your ability to deliver in those different areas. So. I loved his episode from season two. I think it was one of the best episodes. It felt like an 80s action movie. You remember that episode? With the uh, mithril docking up and down? Yes. <laughs> it was. It was a fantastic. It, it was a very A-team-ish um, uh, a feel to it. So I mean, I'm I'm happy that Carl's got it. You know, I'm I'm happy that he's doing stuff because I think he, I think he's a he's a smart guy. I think he's also a very great a very good actor. And I think him getting a chance to you know show his stuff on this is just as important. Okay, and they're trusting him, which is which is great. So I agree. Uh, you know, you know uh, our boy Mark Hamill. Yeah, you saw Thor four. I did see Thor four. I thought it was a great movie. Except, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened, I'll give you three seconds to fast forward. 10, 10 seconds. Um, the ending kind of drove me a little nuts because it takes another badass, evil character and turns them face at the end. I disagree. I love the whole movie from start to finish. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is he pulled a Alex Arroyo in the movie. Oh, did he? He uh, showed his massive penis to uh, Natalie Portman? Nope. He was only he only lasted two seconds. Ha! That would last two seconds. Natalie Portman, correct? He uh, he had a two second he had a two second cameo in Thor four. 
I heard he was in the some background in some crowd shot, which I yeah. saw a very, a very brief still, and I was like, no, I missed that one. So did I, but... Apparently, uh, a bunch of the, the cast uh, family members were inside this movie. Like, a bunch of the kids oh, yeah. were, were were the children of the cast members. And apparently, what I heard was that the girl at the end of it, the um, Gore's daughter, was actually Chris Hemworth's daughter. Yep. Isn't that cool? Even Wilder. I love the movie. Anyway. Which is probably why she lived. Well, I like the way they flipped it. And they went, you thought Love and Thunder was more about the God of Thunder and him being in love with Natalie Portman. But at the end, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Yep. That double meaning. Um, Poetry rhymes. Yeah. Speaking about rhyming. Uh, actually, that was a bad segue. But you know what dropped? Besides your balls? <laughs> I was going to say it. You beat me to it. <laughs> You got me finally. It took you three and a half years to get me. The Mando teaser trailer leaked online. So did the Ahsoka teaser trailer. Did well, you watch him? I, I think the Ahsoka was more of a teaser trailer, but that Mando was definitely not a teaser trailer. That Mando was a trailer, trailer trailer. Okay, trailer trailer. Yeah, legit. Of course I watched him. Come on. I can't I can't stay away from that stuff. You know, I so promised myself like thoughts? years ago. Promised myself years ago, oh, I should stop watching trailers. I want to go in cold. Yeah, fuck that. The second I was that, I was like, ooh, <laughs> Mando trailer. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what you think? Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you see, you see. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I saw it only like two or three times. So um, you get a little bit of grief car again there, and his new little regalia outfit. He looks like he's some kind of like a, you know an administrator of Cloud City or something. Um, you get Mando being told that that no matter what he does, he's not going to be able to um redeem, redeem himself. Him. But yet he still goes to Mandalore. Um, you know, people start popping for the the Mandalore city. I can't remember what it's called. Um, when they see it in ruins, we got Bo-Katan in there. Uh, we see a bunch of other man, uh, man, Mandos in some kind of hodgepodge ragtag armor. Um, we get to see Grogu again, and then they pull out this tiny little helmet that may be Grogu's helmet. It's possible. I, do you think his ears are going to stick out? I think they're going to tuck him in. I don't think it's for him. I think it's for Youngling. I think it's for a youngling, because I don't know he would look a little weird in a Mando helmet, but I think ears have to stick in. They can't. They can't. They can't be like. Why? It, it just looks weird. I don't know. Um, what else do we see? We saw the armorer getting down and fighting, uh, which I think is a cool uh, new role for her. We saw uh, Johnny Favs as Paz Vizsla, you know, doing his thing with his heavy machine gun. Uh, what else do they put? They show on that people pop for a few things. Um, cause it was like the, that, the somebody was doing the old school fucking, uh, you know, movie theater jam when you, uh, you know, bring yes. the cam, bring the camcorder in where you sit like this with the popcorn. Um, as we used to watch bootleg DVDs of that, you know, Terminator 2 back in the day. Um, what was, uh, what else did they pop for? I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, what's your name? Katie Sackhoff's character. Oh, oh, yeah. Katie Sackhoff's character. Yes, yes, yes. In the Ahsoka trailer, they popped for um, Harrison Dula. Yes. Nice when they, when, shot. Yeah, when they saw her from the back. Yo, the, I was thinking, you know, from the back, you better, you can grab Twilight, the, you know, grab yeah, the you, lake. you can grab the, yeah, the Lake Coos. You can go skiing. <laughs> get a, get a <laughs> shoulder work out of it. <laughs> you can do battle ropes. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, 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 sideways. <laughs> Uh, well, or you could just slap her with them if yeah. you hold her from the other end. I don't know, man. I think the Twilight thing's gonna work out. I think um, so too. We, I, I know Sharon's gonna be dressing up recently. That's now. right. That's right. Um, so they showed Harris Dula in the Ahsoka teaser. Uh, 
Uh, who else did they show that? Um, they showed uh, Sabine. So, uh, Sabine. Yeah, Sabine. Um, no signs of Ezra. No signs of Thrawn. Not um, They're not going to give that away in the trailer. Yeah, I know. But I'm surprised they gave us, the, you know, the back of Hera. Uh, and I think that was it from there. So, listen, you know, obviously they're, as we already know, because there are reports that they're, you know, they're pushing forward and, and moving with this. So, um, let's bring it, man. I just hope the Mando stuff doesn't get redundant. I'm glad that they're you know, past the Grogu saga right now, and now they're moving towards what we knew was going to happen with the Dark Saber. No sign of um, Jean-Carl Esposito either. So, but, oh, dude, trailer. did you hear the rumor about him? About him being Professor X? Yeah. What do you think? I think he he'd be great for fifteen years ago. At this point, really? you know, yeah. I mean, he's again, he's sixty-four years old. Well, Professor he, X is old. Yeah, but you might as well just give me fucking Patrick Stewart. He's eighty. Who gives a shit? Would you put? People are saying put him as Professor X and Denzel Washington as Magneto. Well, we're going to do... Uh, he, he's going to be pre- pre- Professor Malcolm X? No, Denzel Washington will be Magneto. He's a P- Professor oh, Malcolm X. I guess so. You got it. But it doesn't uh, make sense because he's supposed to be a Holocaust survivor, so... He could be a Chicago survivor. It, wow. <laughs> Yo, Chicago's no joke, dude. Tremendous. They call, call it Chirac for a reason. I get it. I get it. Listen, you know who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Let me smack him in the face. Joe Dante. You know who Joe Dante is? I think he sells me uh, my um, sausage and peppers down the block at the deli. <laughs> hey, yo, Alex. You want hot or sweet? <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, no, Joe Dante is the director of Gremlins and Gremlins 2. And he came out <laughs> saying that Grogu is a direct ripoff of Gizmo from Gremlins. The look, anyway. What do you think? My man's trying. My man's trying to get P A I D. He's throwing that lawsuit out. To look at that Disney money. Make that Gremlins three, huh? That's right. He's gonna bring up what's his face. What's the, what's the kid's name? Was it Danny? I can't. What was the kid's name in Dead Gremlins? I don't remember. I don't remember. Elliot? No. Elliot? No, that was in uh, E T. E T. Um, uh, yeah. So he's coming out saying that it's it's a direct ripoff of Gizmo. Um, I could see the similarities, I guess, but then you would have to just say that any small, somewhat animatronic, somewhat furry creature is a ripoff of Gizmo. So, I don't know. If he started singing, whatever that stupid song was he used to sing, if, if, if Mando would have taken, actually like taken a piss on him, he would have started bubbling. <laughs> Start screaming, ah, and the little fucking spur balls are popping off. He's like, ah, oh, that was great. One <laughs> stripe had the fucking mohawk. That was a great movie. They were both great movies. Even when Hogan's in the theater in part two, he rips off the shirt. Also a great Christmas movie, by the way, Gremlins. I don't know if it's a Christmas movie, dude. Definitely a Christmas movie. No, no, it takes place during Christmas. It's not about Christmas. Just like Die Hard. Die Hard is not the greatest Christmas movie of all time. It's not a Christmas movie. How dare you? Elf and Die Hard, the greatest Christmas movie. Elf is a Christmas movie. Christmas Story is a Christmas movie. Okay? Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Gremlins is not a Christmas movie. Home Alone is not a a Christmas movie. Definitely Christmas. It's also a vacation movie. It's a movie about getting left alone during Christmas. It's not about Christmas. Christmas is in is Christmas is in the plot. We're good. Listen, oh, so if it took place during the Fourth of July, it's a Fourth of July movie. Absolutely, you're full of shit. And the Independence Day is Fourth of July movie. No way. Anyway, 
So there's a rumor going around that Dave Filoni might redo an iconic scene in Star Wars. Did you read this article? I did read this article. So they're talking, which I don't know how I feel about it. They want to reprise the battle between Ahsoka and Vader um, for live screen. Correct, right? Yes. Correct. Well, that's the rumor. Because he, Anakin or Hayden Christensen's being... Uh, the rumor is he's hired to star in the sh- in the Ahsoka series. Now, is there going to be as a Force Ghost as Anakin Skywalker? Is it flashbacks as Anakin? Or if he's only going to portray Vader, the only time he could portray Vader is in flashbacks. And the only time that Vader and Ahsoka met is at the end of season two of Rebels. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so they would have to redo it. Home. They're pitching hole them, themselves into a position where they need to figure out how they want to do it, what they want to do with it. Um, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I, I don't think, I don't think doing the whole scene would be good. I think basically kind of showing a little bit of it would probably be a little bit better. Less is more, kid. I don't know. I would like to see a live action. This way, get the whole, 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 whole kid caboodle, huh? Yeah, because we get to see this, the the left side of the mask broken off in live action now. You know what I mean? Yep, I know what you mean. So, interesting, interesting rumor that's floating around. And another rumor that's floating around is that a poster that came out in Spain. Ooh, Spain yeah. poster. You ever been in Spain? I've not been in Spain. And I don't, I don't know if the rain falls mainly on the plane there either. Well, there's a girl in France that don't wear no pants. So I know you went to, I know you went to France, but you haven't that's been right. to Spain. I heard they named the Eiffel Tower after you. That's right. Because it's old, it's corroded, it doesn't work. Yep, exactly. And gotcha. you, you got a bunch of old bitches trying to climb it. <laughs> bunch of soccer moms thinking they're King Kong with their Starbucks trying to climb your cock. Who, who, who never make it? Sharon's <laughs> in the plane shooting them down. <laughs> That's my kielbasa. Leave it alone. Take out the trash, damn it. Oh, shit. It's Thursday. Oh, yeah. I took it out already, too. <laughs> Anyway, so some fans in Spain spotted a brand new poster showing off updates about the Star Wars uh, shows that are coming out on Disney Plus in one of these shows with Boba Fett season two. Yep, I heard about this, that, that they kind of leaked whatever was happening there. So it's either it's legit or somebody fucked up when they made the poster and they threw it out there because it looked like the image from 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 Book of Boba season one. Well, the, um, the, yes, correct. So. Who knows? I mean, it could be lost in translation, as those Spaniards often do um, when stuff like that happens. Or it could be our first hint that we're getting a season two of Book of Boba Fett. I really hope we have a season two of Boba Fett. I think we are. I think we are. I think I think it's it, it, it did enough. It did enough good that we should probably get a second season. And they probably built it in that that second season was going to be a no brainer despite the fact that the first season wasn't the best. You know, I spoke to my boss today, who is a pretty great guy. Wait, and Bruce Springsteen? No, not that guy. My boss, not the boss. Sharon? Uh, no, that's a different boss. Oh. It's my penis boss. My boss who pays me money. And Sharon? <laughs> I heard she pays by the pound. Yes, and I, and I get paid heftily. Um, and uh, we were chatting about... Uh, you know, you Disney, owe her money. <laughs> Disney Plus stuff, and he, you know, he has limited time to do things because he's a very busy guy, so... He said with his kids, he watched uh, Moon Knight, and he's looking to you know pick up one of the Star Wars seasons because he they just finished Vis- Visions as well. 
So I was like, all right. I just tell him you didn't see it because you're I know. I, I told him I didn't see it because I was like, whatever. Um, and um, I said, I said, dude, do yourself a favor. Skip over Book of Boba Fett and go right to Kenobi. It's better. It's, it's, a, it's a better series. And then you can go back to Boba Fett. And he was shocked that I would say that knowing because he was sitting in my office with all the Boba Fett paraphernalia sitting inside there. He was uh, quite shocked that I said that's him. But uh, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a decent tip. I think, um, I think they're both. Yeah, exactly. As I told Sharon too. Um, it's uh, it's like at the job. Um, it's with Sharon uh, or with the doctor? Both. <laughs> um, at, the, at the same time. Um, Lovely. I think it's a uh, it's a smart idea to do that. Both are good, but I think I think Kenobi, you get a little more bang for your bizuck. So, I hope they do a season two, and season two is fucking dope and washes away season one and all the negativity and the bad spotlight that's on it um there's a rumor floating around that i heard now it's from doomcock so i don't know how viable it is but he's saying that feloni i mean uh favreau walked away from boba fett book of boba fett because there was problems with kennedy and then left it to go on to the ahsoka series with dave Mm. and Left it all in Robert Rodriguez's hands, and that's why the fucking series mm. was a fucking shamble. And that I mm. may explain some of the things that happened there. And that that's why they brought him back because they were having issues, and he was so pissed off that he wouldn't even be on the same Zoom calls with Kathleen Kennedy, and that there's big animosity between the two going right now. Well, that's you know this has been the rumor for the last. I mean, I think since probably we started this fucking podcast. Is that those two just cannot stand each other, and she feels that he's the heir apparent or one of the heir apparents to this, to this throne here and there, and that they've had beef for an eternity. So, I mean, we've said it before, we've said it again. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there's got to be some truth to this rumor at this point. And, and I guarantee you, what are yep. you saying? Say so you say what you say. say no, I was going to say, and and that would very easily wrap up and explain the issues that you know that that Boba Fett had. Um, getting off its heels and, and getting to where you know to where it should be. So, I am one hundred percent convinced, convinced, convinced that Kathleen Kennedy did not know Luke Skywalker was in the last episode of Mandalorian season two. You no, re, come on! I'll tell you why. That's such a if you watch, it, it is, and I'll tell you why. If you watch the galleries of of uh, season two, yeah, of of Mando, they say that on the dailies they even put a CGI head of Blokoon, Blokoon to keep it hush hush. Yeah, who watches dailies? Mm. Yep, the head of the studio. Right? The president. Yep. Yeah, of course. Or so why, pain, pain, pain so, she, so if she knew about it, why would they still need to kayfabe it and put the Plo Koon stuff? Because she's the only one watching it. Or they kayfabe it for the, for the, for the, for the crew, though. Why, but the crew doesn't see it. She only sees it it's digital now. It's but, not like they got to bring a reel into the Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess. But, but, I mean, they filmed it with... When they filmed it, how, how did they film it? They had it's a guy holding a Plo Koon head? No. They just filmed it, they said. Oh, I don't know how they've, they had to have somebody acting against them. Yeah, and he had the dots on his head. And then they put a CGI Plo Koon face. Watch, watch the gallery again for season two. 
and 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 by accident they say it, but only people who are workers like myself and conspiracy theories theorists like myself, you know, uh, who always question everything, pick up on it, because the dailies only go to one person. So if they're kayfabing on the dailies, that means she didn't know about it. Yeah. So. That's what I, I'm telling you, bro. That's an interesting, I, I, I'm, interesting. I'm telling you. I'm hot telling take. you. Hot take, hot tag. So that's my that's my two cents. Anyway, yeah, that's interesting. Andor starts in August, so we're one month away from Andor, and they're starting with two episodes on opening night. Yeah, the gusta I mean, or no te gusta? Uh, well, I'm fine with that. Though you know, more is better. This is the same thing with Obi Wan Kenobi, and you know, and this is. There's a part of me that, like for Kenobi, with like eight episodes, I wanted to kind of drag it out and make it a little bit, a little bit better. But I, I enjoyed two episodes. But for Andor, are they doing what twelve episodes a season yeah. or something like that? So bring me two right now. It's perfectly fine. I got no problem with that. There was also some armor seen in the back of one of the Andor things. I think I don't know if you did you, you see that. It was a photo that popped up that had um looked like Mando armor, like Beskar on the back of something. So um, yeah, I mean. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was it was Mandalorian armor. It kind of even looked like man like like Dinjarin's armor, but this takes place way before Dinjarin gets his armor. Yep. Number one, and number two, we've seen before where there's been Mandalorian armor in the background because Dryden Voss had it in his little fucking collection. No, yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious as to what they're going to manage with them, what they're going to do. But I'm totally fine with two episodes. The first, the first pop. Let's do get you it think, done. Do you think we get to see the Night of Tears? Um. No. Kind, of, kind of saw it already, right? I mean, yeah, we saw like the Terminator Two flashback. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any Mandalorians are gonna be playing to this fucking thing. No, I, I don't think so. Um, they, they they have enough shit to deal with that they don't need to fucking drop any Mandos in this. And it, well, again, what's Mando going to show up and save this show too? I mean, come on. No, well, no, because he's not around. This exactly. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have some, you know Mandos Dando. It's it's getting a little trite at this point. Well, listen, Acolyte also news dropped about uh, Acolyte. Loki director rumored to helm the upcoming Star Wars Disney Plus show. Oh, what, Kate happened Leslie, what happened to Leslie Headland? She's the showrunner. She's not a oh. director. The director would be Kate Heron. H-E-R-R-O-N. Uh, so 
Did you like Loki? What has she done, Loki? Yeah, Loki was good. I thought Loki was was one of the better Marvel series that they've had thus far. Um, did you watch Miss Marvel? I did not watch. You know, dude, I'm so behind. And there's just something about the Miss Marvel thing that I'm just like, I'm like, Ugh, do I really want to get involved with this and watch this? Really? Bro, like, let me tell you something. I, I felt Please, the same way. Yes. I felt the same way. And then I said I had nothing to watch one night. So let me watch this fucking thing. And it was two episodes already in, maybe three. And I watched it, right? What a great fucking show. It's not meant for you or me. It's not meant for us. It's meant for a younger audience. Yeah. But it is such a good fucking show. And the fact that the lead actress in the show never acted before, and she used to cosplay as Miss Marvel at cons, and she's a huge fangirl regarding Marvel, I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Great fucking show. I'm definitely going to get to it at some point. Um, the question is when. So I'm knocking out a bunch of things right now. Um, I just finished Terminalist. Did you see Terminalist? No, where's that on? It's on Amazon Prime. Good. Chris, Chris Pratt. Fantastic. Oh, I heard about this. Good. Fantastic. Very, very good. You should watch it. It's, very, right, well. it's very intriguing. And then I'm almost done with The Bear on Hulu. I'm hearing about this show. Everyone's telling me it's good. Yeah, it's um like uh it's very short. It's like eight it's eight episodes, like forty like twenty five minute episodes. Um and so far it's good. I'm like we watched five, six tonight, so we got seven, eight to go. Um and I'm enjoying it. It's really good acting. Um it's like somewhat depressing. Um, but uh it's good. And 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 Johnny Bernthal's in it apparently. He just made his first cameo appearance in it. Nice. Um did you watch Succession yet? I have not, no. Okay, you watched that. That's awesome. Um Okay, what I'm watching right now actually is a docu a docu series um, on DB Cooper. DB Cooper, you know who he is? Uh, I heard the name. He's the guy who went on the plane, gave a note to a fucking stewardess. Oh yeah, with the bomb, and then he escaped with two hundred thousand dollars, and no one was harmed, and he jumped out the plane, and no one's ever heard of him since. Well, that's that, that that's apparently who. You know, if you watch Loki, Loki, yes. Loki was supposed to be that. Yes. Anyway, so speaking of shows, Star Wars Skeleton Troop begins filming. According to Bespin Bulletin, another uh, reliable source, they started filming at the end of June. Um, the series is filming at Manhattan Beach Studio. That's where Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka is currently in production. Uh, additional filming for Skeleton Crew is always going to be planned at locations including Culver City and California State University in the Domi uh, Dominguez Hills. John Watts spoke about his plan. John Watts, the one who did Spider-Man, the movies, uh, spoke about his plans for Star Wars, uh, revealing that the series will be a story about a group of kids about 10 years old from a tiny planet who actually get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. And it's the story of their journey trying to find their way home. We like the idea of using kids to give you a different perspective and see the galaxy through a different pair of eyes. Uh, cool. I, listen, this is um, the way they the way they describe the series as being like somewhat like Goonies or Stranger Things. Meet Star Wars, yeah. Meet Star Wars in that vein. I, that sounds like a really good mix to me. So, and 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 I think at this point in the life of Star Wars, we really need more shows that are not cartoony. That are going to get the younger generation involved because I think a lot of the younger generation really doesn't give a shit about Star Wars at this point, um, especially with the lackluster prequel uh, 
issue that happened with Disney. So anything that was going to bring more kids to the fold to get eyes on Star Wars so this property could actually live longer, uh, we need it. Yeah, 100% correct. There's two, two, uh, there's a rumor. Well, not a rumor. There's news, two, two sets of news regarding Star Wars. Mm. Someone's favorite glass-wearing nerd from the 90s joined the crew. Someone's favorite glass-wearing nerd from the 90s. Glass-wearing. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm... I'll give you a hint. Glasses? Yes. Did I do that? Oh, Urkel? Jaleel White joined the, the, the crew of... Really? Yes. Urkel's going to be in the... Uh, it's skeleton right. crew. All right, I guess you know it's 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 he's one of those guys who it's nearly impossible to see him pass that you know that role. You know, there's a few people in the world that have specific roles. You're like, ugh, no thanks. Um, but okay, whatever. I mean, he's a good. He's he's a decent actor. Also, Skeleton Crew has a bigger budget than Mando. Yeah, I saw that like 125 million to Mando's like 120 or something. No, Mando had 100 million, and they have 136 million for their first season. Wow, that's pretty nuts. So when we heard last week about Kenobi having 125 million per episode, uh, that was fucking hogwash. Maybe it was 125 million for the entire series. Yeah, which makes more sense. Makes that a lot more sense to me because I don't know how many subscribers they're gonna get. They make that money back. And if they know. did, they wasted their fucking money. <laughs> so, do you know there was a some kind of cliffhanger plot hole from Return of the Jedi that was finally solved? Without MacGyver or Columbo. Uh, yes. So the the, the you're talking about Return of the Jedi plot hole, correct? Correct. Yes. At the end of Return of the Jedi, um, Luke uh, Vader tells Luke, "Tell your sister, you are right." You sound like a- freaking about <laughs> like the, me. You sound like the dude from Lord of the Rings, my precious. What's his name? Smeagol, uh, Gollum. You are right about me, my precious. Um, so, and then you we got to do it right, like a little, like a fat German guy. Tell, <laughs> tell your sister you were right. You were right about me. Anyway, it sounds more like a Italian guy. Anyway, um, we never get to see the payoff of Luke actually telling Leia that, because the next scene we see is the funeral pyre, and then, you know, they have their interaction at the Wookiee uh, cookout over there. Um, which I see every week in my uh, across street from at Prospect Park. You live by me- Greeks? What? No, by, by by Mexicans who who do, who do the same who do the same thing. Grandpa. They literally camp out there three days before the party. It's it's amazing. Um, so we never get to see the payoff from that, but apparently there's a new book that's out that I'm sure you have the name on the on the tip of your uh, phone over there. That, the Princess uh, and the Scoundrel. There you go. That Luke attempts to tell Leia. Excuse me. Um, Thanks for showing up. Hey, uh, you know, Dad said, and Leia goes, "Don't, don't." <laughs> that fucking guy blew up my whole fucking home planet. Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, you're spot on. Dad always you're, liked you better. You're spot on, dude. Guy gets his hand cut off, and he still wants a hug from Dad and play catch with him. Yeah, we'll see what he happens. blows up. <laughs> Her adopted parent and everyone she knows on the planet. Well, fuck him and his couch. Fuck your couch, Darth Vader. Look, bitch, I'm Rick James. <laughs> Why don't I stretch out? <laughs> fuck your couch, nigga. Everybody and his mother. 
<laughs> Tremendous. Anyway, all right. Well, listen, we do a segment here called You Just Made the List. You Just Made the List. What we do on that segment is we go over some lists that we find on the interwebs regarding uh, a war in the stars from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars? Star Wars. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six lists this week, but some of them are good. So I'm going to start first because I want this one topic. So the first list I'm going to start with is top 10 e- butt plugs you could buy from Star Wars Universe. Go, Pop, go. Okay, number one, the Dr. Arroyo, <laughs> yeah. Mon Calamari, two in the pink, one in the fish tank. <laughs> the, I'm using that from that one, the Mon Calamari. Babe, what are you doing? I'm doing the Mon Calamari. Oh, man. Uh, the Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, that, that, that's what she like wraps her legs around you when you're about to come and about to pull out. She's like, oh, get that child. <laughs> Gives you the fucking the octopus, the octopus stretch. Yeah, the octopusy stretch. <laughs> All right, first list: Everyway Clone Wars retcons the prequel trilogy. Good, I, I don't want that one. Go. Good. The first part of the list is Anakin had a Padawan. The probably biggest Clone Wars retcon was the idea that Anakin had a, a Padawan. Uh, between episode two and episode three, uh, a lot of people, I mean, the movies aren't really designed to let people know that he actually had a Padawan. Yep. Number two, the clones had personality. They weren't just fodder. Number three, Darth Maul lives. These are all positive retcons so far, in my opinion. So indeed, far. indeed, indeed. Oh, this is a good one. Obi-Wan and Anakin fought Dooku several times. Where people thought that he said, my power has doubled since last we met, Count. My power has doubled since last we met, Count. Double the pride, double the fall. Everyone thought they were talking about from episode two. Eh, 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 sunshine. That's the good thing about reverse engineering everything in the galaxy far, far away. We could do whatever the fuck we want because we're Lucasfilm. And not ruin the story. Obi-Wan spoke to Qui-Gon Jinn, but forgot about it. He was high off those death sticks. Now, it happened during the morbid, uh, I'm sorry, Morbon. during the Mor- Mortis arc. Uh, Anakin knew he was going to become Darth Vader, but also forgot about it. Same thing, Mortis arc. Watch it. Obi-Wan had been in love and lost someone with Satine from uh, Mandalore. The Duchess of Mandalore, who's also Bo-Katan's sister. There was a third party in the Clone Wars. Epi- I didn't know this one. Episode 2 and 3 established Clone Wars conflict between the Republic and the Separatist Alliance. Later represented Count Dooku. However, Clone Wars is also a neutral system uh, that would not join the fight. Because, oh, okay. They're saying that Mandalore was... Okay. There was a bunch of people who didn't want to join. They wanted to stay neutral. Okay. Star Wars Sifo-Dyas typo problem was fixed. What typo problem? Who Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas was and what exactly did he have to do with the creation of the clone armies was one of the Star Wars' biggest mysteries in the prequels. Sifo-Dyas was not even the name of, that the character was supposed to have as revealed on Attack of the Clones DVD com, com, uh, commentary. Instead, the Jedi who ordered the clone army to be created was going to be Sido-Dyas or Sido with a D. 
an alias for Darth Sidious. Oh, you get it? Sidodidus? Sidodidus? Yes. Oh, nice. Sidodius. D-Y-A-S. Uh, curiously, uh, curiously, a misspelling in one of the early drafts of uh, clones, uh, Attack of the Clones created the name Sifo-Dyas, which George Lucas eventually decided to use. Oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Yoda suspected Order 66 was going to happen in the Clone Wars. Oh, he's psychic, he's psychic or something? In one of the three Clone Wars endings, the one in the Lost Mission season, Yoda goes on a journey of self-discovery by visiting the planet Strong in both the living and the cosmic force. At the end of the arc, Yoda had a vision of a dark future that awaited the galaxy. It included flashes of Order 66. Not clear how much concrete information Yoda was able to extract from these visions, but the Jedi Master did realize something terrible was about to happen. Yoda also admitted that he had already lost the war, but that new hope would eventually rise. Huh, interesting. The, the Chosen One prophecy was literal. Well, that's kind of... Yep, the clone has a chip. Uh, they say that in Revenge of the Sith, Order 66 scene is one of the most tragic scenes in the Star Wars franchise. However, it was never clear that the clones answered Palpatine so easily, especially considering that it has been a Jedi who ordered their creation. In the Clone Wars, it was revealed that Darth Tyrannus, known as Count Dooku, ordered the Kaminoans to insert a controlling chip in every cult. Ah, interesting. Well, that's a great list. Probably the best list we ever had, in my opinion. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> All right, I'm moving here. Star Wars, 10 scenes that conveniently choke up viewers every single time. See what I did there? Luke witnessing the two twin suns setting. You know, this is the iconic photo of Mark Hamill. With, look, looking like Captain Morgan with one leg up, one hand on his hip, staring into the twin sons. And you can hear it in your head already, right, Pop, right now? Absolutely. Sounds like Chewbacca singing. Yeah, that was the, uh, the underwater version. Um, <laughs> um, let's see what else. Here we go. The Mandalorian looking at Grogu without his helmet. Oh, as Grogu reaches up and grabs Pedro. Let me touch you with my good uh, hand. Let me touch you with my good hand. With Pedro Pascal's chin. It's like a, such a touching little father-son moment over there. Um, oh, did you see that? Speaking of that thing, did you see that? Yes. They call him your father? Um, they tell uh, Baby Yoda oh, that yeah, your, yeah, your, fa yeah. your father is something is like it, your yeah, father. You don't think your father was the only Mandalorian? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So they call him his father. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm your father. Um, Vader's funeral pyre. Yes, that was also an also a very very uh, tear jerking moment. You see Luke standing there, staring into the fire. Almost poetic that he's standing in the first episode, episode four, looking at the twin sons, and ends it with staring at the fire, the funeral pyre. A little full circle over there. Um, so 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 you're saying it started by him looking at the fiery sons, the fiery twin sons. And ends with him with being one of the twins looking at fire. Look and at his that. Father Brennan. Look at that. Uh, fire, fiery father, son. Um, <laughs> the execution of Order 66. We already talked about this being a very pivotal moment. It's also a very sad moment. You see Anakin turning completely and then losing it. Luke's appearance in The Mandalorian. Yes, that is also very like uh, emotional. It's a, great, it's a great list. Yeah, very, very emotional. I mean, uh, you know, I was sitting there. I remember we talked about this vividly. I was sitting there at... 7 a.m. when I woke up, or 6 a.m. to go watch it, and I said, as soon as I saw the um, the X-wing, the X-wing, I was like, oh, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna they're not gonna do it. And then you see him walking in the hallway. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. And then you see the green lightsaber. They're, they're not gonna do it. Not, you see it's his lightsaber. 
They're not, not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And finally, they did it. When Han and Chewie board the Millennium Falcon. Okay, we're going to give the prequels a little bit of love. I agree. That was a good scene. Sequels. Sequels, sorry. Obi-Wan's anguished cry to Anakin. You are um, my brother, Anakin. Yes. You are the chosen one. You are supposed to bring balance to force, not leave it in darkness. So great. It's sad that you and I could recite that completely. We've seen it seven million fucking times. My uh, allegiance to the Republic, to democracy. There was a funny meme that I sent it to you where it was Anakin and Obi-Wan having a conversation. Yes. When he's, when he's burning and he explains to him how they could have just fixed all this without any problems. He's like, can we fix it now? He's like, it's too late now. You're <laughs> we already fucked it all up, asshole. We could have been, we'd have been fine. There's a clause yeah. that you can, that you can go get married. You sign a paper, a waiver. You, he's like, he's like, Plo Kloon has, has, no, no, Kid Fisto yeah, has five wives, five wives and 12 children. We could, we could have got you there. It was so It was pretty funny. <laughs> I popped for that one. That was a good one. Whoever put that one up, cheers to you. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, Chewie's response to Leia's death. Oh, that when he lets out the <laughs> Cassian and Jin accepting their fate. This may be my favorite one. Really? I, I this is Rogue One has a very special place in my heart. I thought it was a great movie, but th- that ending because I didn't I kind of like went in saying to myself. Okay, maybe maybe they do live because we just don't see them again. It's Star Wars is a vast universe. Who knows? Maybe they're on some adventure somewhere. But watching the two of them just embrace after they had all this tension between the two of them, and they were like, you know, are they gonna hook up? They're not gonna hook up, and embrace at the end, and then just get absolutely fucking obliterated was very sad to watch. Very sad to watch. I would have popped if Hezzy hugged her. He would have grabbed the back of her head. <laughs> 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 he did the mon. He did the mon calamari. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, folks. The mon calamari. <laughs> uh, that, that's really stuff. Two stuff. Your your middle finger and your ring finger in the chicken, and then you wiggle the rest of the fingers and look like a squid. <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, what is wrong with us? <laughs> all right. Luke's appearance at the end of The Force Awakens. Uh, I thought that, I don't know if it was, was it tear jerking? It, it was emotional, but it was tear jerking. Um, how do they not explain to me how they make this? Oh, that's the end of the list, by the way. I really? Guess. They didn't put a Han on there? They didn't put the Han solo fucking scene. This, I mean, listen, they, they could have bundled the episode, um, The Force Awakens, with the, the Rise of Skywalker to put the two father son scenes in there together. But to me, one of the most tear-jerking, choke-me-up scenes in all of Star Wars was Hey, kid. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an easy, it's an easy slam dunk, boy. Jesus Christ. I can't believe they didn't put it out. They didn't put it on there. Anyway. All right. Solo's box office failure changed Lucasfilm's plans four ways. Let's see what this says. I wasn't a failure. It was just whatever. Um, well, I mean, it, it did kind of fail. I mean, it, it's not that it fell because it was bad. It fell because, you know, the, the people just lost faith in the Star Wars and yeah. it was too too much of it in one shot. Boba Fett movie was canceled and became The Mandalorian. Obi-Wan, TV, Obi-Wan movie became a TV show. The Star Wars story tagline was ditched. Star Wars story tag? What does that mean? You know, like uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, solo a Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Yeah, you know how it's Star got it, Wars. Got it, got it, got it, got it. 
Star Wars ruled out recasting iconic characters. Well, yes and no. Yeah, which is horseshit. But yeah, okay. Next. Next list. Okay, sorry. He's in the middle of painting some venom teeth over here. Give me one second. Uh, here we go. Uh, ten times Star Wars broke its own rules. Oop, hold on. Here we go. Uh, all right, CBR.com. Ten, Jedi Force Ghost seem, rules seem random. So we get, you know, uh, Vader doing it at the end, but meanwhile, Obi-Wan couldn't see uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, but meanwhile, Luke could see whoever they want to see. So it's kind of odd. I heard... La- okay. Okay, sorry. No. You heard what? Tell me. I heard that... And this is just rumor that the reason why it's, it's only for certain Force Ghosts can appear at certain times is that in order for you to see the Force Ghost, who's you, you have to know the person during they're alive. So... Uh, Luke can see all three because he knows all three, right? Um, like if Cal Kestis was to see a Force Ghost, he wouldn't see, uh, or whoever will see if like Ray, Ray can never meet Anakin Skywalker. Got it. But they did talk to her at the end of the movie, so I don't know. Yeah, but but that was I think that was you know that may have been a little bit different. But anyway, all right, I'll buy that. Uh, language is no barrier for some characters. So, like, you know, Ray is able to speak to the droids and anybody else. And also, who's understanding? Uh, Shira Wook, like uh, Han Solo, he's also understands. Uh-huh. He also understands Rodinian, which is Greedo, and Hatties. Um, and Luke also understands Hatties. I mean, you know, Luke did grow up on that planet, so uh, maybe he had to do a little Hatties to get his stuff done. They taught him Hatties in a. In, in, in Tatooine school or something. Tatooine I think Hatties is like Spanish. Everybody knows a little bit of it? Yeah. When you're over there, you, you, you could find the bathroom at the beach and order a, a water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they style a playa? Um, Hound's planned hyperspace jump versus Poe's light speed skipping. Um, okay, whatever. Who gives a shit about that one? What color is your lightsaber? In the original film, trim, there are three colors. Blue green red, May shows a purple. Why to give him purple? Because he wanted one. Um, then we see yellow and orange and magenta and white and bronze. Lobaka had bronze, apparently. Good droids are property, bad droids are killers because of the droid bounty hunters. Uh, the Sith's rule of two seem more like a guideline. We talked about this many, many times before. Um, that they doesn't have to be just two Sith, but two what, to like a master apprentice. Yeah, hiding a pl- yep, hiding a plain sight instead of a witness protection protocols are better because clearly you know we're hiding a plain sight, like Luke and uh, and Leia. Han Solo forgot about the Jedi. Um, it's not like the Jedi were gone for um, like ten millennia; they were just gone for what maybe thirty years at that point, twenty thirty years. Han Solo didn't forget about the Jedi. Well, you know, hokey religions and uh, ancient blasts another. But he never met a Jedi before that. Um, he says, I've never seen anything to make me believe that there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. Um, two, Jedi aren't supposed to fall in love or get married. Yoda warns Luke, the strong emotions of fear on his path to gun Dark Vader, and it completely destroys the Jedi Code in so many spectacular ways. And then some clone troopers resisted Order 66. I don't know why is that going against it. That's just the way they did. Shit happens. All right, you're up. All right, that was a whack list. Ten things that should have happened Obi Wan season two. Let's see. How about a season two to, to to begin with? Yes, I agree. 
Number 10, meeting the Jedi survivor Cal Kestis. Okay. Black Chrysanthemum needs to make an appearance. In the comic books, he Obi-Wan gives him a scar. Number okay. eight, the return of Qu- the return of Quinlan Voss. Yes, and hundred percent. Cast me as him, please. This guy wants to be Quinlan Voss so bad over here. I want to see Papa Down with dreads. That's what I want to see. Obi-Wan and the takedown of Crimson Dawn. Ooh, that's an interesting thought process there. The return of Mace Windu. Yeah, we talked about that a zillion times already. That's a must. You reuniting with an old friend, Commander Cody. Uh, they had, you know, we last week we talked about the potential for that in the script that they talked about. Exploring the path, past and future of the path. That, you know, how they're bringing the kids from A to B. Oh, yeah, whatever. You have a broom boy show up. Uh, Obi-Wan needs to reestablish his connection to the Force. Well, we kind of did that already, and he saw uh, Qui-Gon. Maybe more of a connection. More of his training, I guess, for the afterlife. Season 2 needs to explore more how Ahsoka dealt with Anakin's fall. Not really, in my opinion. Uh, Number 1, the festering grudge between Maul and Kenobi. I'd buy that. That's all we want to see, but, you know, is there room enough in Season 2 for both a Mace Windu and a Darth Maul. There's not enough room, in my opinion, for all that in, in in any season. That's like two, three seasons worth of shit right there. Yep. Unless you're making a fucking 24 episode season where you can do story arcs episodes, like three or four episode story arcs. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, that doesn't seem to be the Disney formula. Which is retarded, if you ask me. No offense. I'm sorry. Which is wrong word. Which is not. Which is not retarded. No, it's not smart. (laughs) It's not smart in my opinion. Because guess what? If you put out 24 episodes and they're a half hour, 40 minutes each, you could take your time and tell a good story. You know, you could. We could see stuff manifest and grow organically. And the Clone Wars did it. You know what I mean? Their little anthology arcs that didn't go in sequential order. We can do that. We have 30 years. Of him hanging out in Tatooine, you know. Now, I'm sorry, 20 years. Uh, now we have nine years left, or 11, or 10 years left, depending. Nine years, so it's 19 years exactly. So, whatever. Anyhow, last list. Let's take it home. All right. Well, we forgot to do who's moreover too. And we'll do it next week. All right. Uh, okay. Here we go. The 13 best lightsaber duels of all time, ranked. Surprise you to pick this one. All right, I want to save it for you. Let's see. Here we go. Number 13. Obi-Wan versus General Grievous, Revenge of the Sith. Um, They did use lightsabers for a brief period of time. Um, A lot of it was running around and chasing each other on the fucking wheel and then ended with a blaster. So it's it's hard for me to say a good lightsaber duel ends with a blaster kill. So Uh, uncivilized. So uncivilized. Meanwhile, he uses a blaster the whole show. Well, it's because it's different. Yep. He's Ben now. Obi-Wan and Anakin. Last versus... name over. Ben over. Speaking of over. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Anakin versus Count Dooku, Revenge of the Sith. That was a great one. Ending in uh, a little bit of a beheading. The Jedi Arrive, Attack of the Clones. Massive lightsaber battle. That was a great moment. Number 10, Yoda versus Darth Sidious, Revenge of the Sith. Again, they very briefly used lightsabers. They mostly threw shit at each other the whole time. I, lo- I love that. Stuff. It was a great scene, but I'm saying 
lightsaber wise, it was just a little bit of flippy 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 do. I felt like I was on the indies, um, watching ah! the, watching an old guy, watched a old guy fight some kid flipping around. You watch Stockade? <laughs> no, he's what is Stockade right now? I don't even know. He's he's changed. He's changed. He's more machine than man now. Selfie he machine. Looks, selfie he machine. Look, he's a selfie machine. He looks like Dustin from Stranger Things. <laughs> he really does. Jack Dustin. That stupid ass fucking hat. That's why. He's, he's pre-workout Justin. Justin. Yeah. I mean, All right. Anyway, uh, oh, this is bad. Nine. Obi Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader. Star Wars. <laughs> really? I'm surprised I even made the list. This potentially. You know, does it mean something? Yes. Is it a good battle? Not really. Unless they I, add, I, unless they add that scene in from that guy did. Yeah, I was just about to go there. Nice. Ray versus Kylo Ren: The Force Awakens. Me. Seven. Yoda versus Count Dooku: Attack of the Clones. Okay. But that was clearly a better battle than him versus Sidious. I popped that. That was a great one. Um, that was the first time we got to see. Yep. You had to flick out his lightsaber without even picking it up. He just forced that shit in his hand. Ray and Kylo Ren versus the Praetorian Guards. Beautifully done scene. Yeah. Fabulously done scene. On top of the fact that the tension of where this was going to land afterwards was very, very well done. That was one of the few things in the prequels, I mean, sequels did extremely well. I mean, was Kylo going to become a good guy? Was Ray going to become a bad guy? But the dichotomy between the two and the way they worked with each other was fantastic. And it was just beautiful. Um, Kylo would you Ren- have popped if she would have turned heel and they would have been like the power couple, like Triple H and Stephanie of Star Wars, does. and then and fight has to fight Luke at the end in a two movie set, uh, episode nine finale? That would have been dope. But again, no way in God's green earth is Disney going to turn their cash cow Ray into a heel because she's a chick. Same same way why they were going to kill Reva, and they're going to white guy killing Reva over there. Not going to happen. Five, Rakylo Ren versus Luke Skywalker, The Last Jedi. I think if you include the shit that happened prior to the lightsaber, I wouldn't even call it a lightsaber battle because lightsabers never actually touched each other because he wasn't even there. Um, so it's so hard there, to... He, there wasn't any lightsaber connect con- no, contact at, at all. all. So, so it's not a lightsaber battle. Yeah, so next... Um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan Kenobi, Revenge of the Sith. Wow, number four. No, that should be number one. Number four. Um, number three, Luke versus Darth Vader, Return of the Jedi. Okay. I guess if you want to look at, you know, emotional factors and bang for your buck, I would still say Kenobi versus versus uh, the newly minted Darth Vader would probably be above that. Um, number two, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn versus Darth Maul, The Phantom Menace. Now, I must say that it's up there. At that time, uh, it was the most spectacular lightsaber battle I think we had ever seen in, in you know, 99 because what did we see prior to that? We saw an old man, you know, in a in a in a motorcycle suit fight some kid or know what the fuck he was doing. Um and that was frenetic. It was fast-paced. It was crazy. It was people getting fucking dismembered, like legit dismembered with lightsabers. Um and it was super emotional, so I agree that it was definitely up there. And then number one. Oh, interesting. I wonder when this was made. Number one. I'm sure you'll disagree. Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader, Empire Strikes Back. I think they're encompassing... I think the Return of the Jedi battle is better. Yeah, but I think they're encompassing the gravitas yeah, yeah. of that situation. It's Luke who is not at all skilled right at this moment 
who throws caution into a wind to go try to save his friends to face off against the most evil, you know, at the time, nobody else knew about the Emperor, um, villain in the galaxy to basically throw his life away. You and know, then he finds out that he's his father and the gravitas after they're getting his ass kicked and then nearly dying, but not turning to the dark side when he could have easily turned Doctor to save his life. I guess, you know, what that brings with it and with the emotions that it has inside there is an important, is important this, thing. This list is horseshit, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Number one, it should be Revenge of the Sith. That's the best lightsaber fight of all time, uh, in my opinion. Number two, they didn't incorporate Rebels or Star or Clone Wars or Kenobi in this, because Kenobi had some great Star Wars uh, yep. battles, a lot better than stuff that's on the list right here. Um, there was three of them. Yep. Rebel versus Vader, uh, Kenobi versus Vader 1 and 2. Uh, on the show, and they didn't incorporate the Ahsoka Vader fight from Rebels or the Ezra and Kanan versus the Grand Inquisitor fight, or the Inquisitors versus Maul and uh, Kanan and Ezra in that three-way fucking fight uh, yeah. that they had at Malachor, or they didn't. Uh, all the uh, Clone Wars, they didn't. They didn't also didn't include on the Clone Wars. Um, the, the the lightsaber fights between um, yeah the, 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 it seems it just to be a live action list but it's even Maul and, and uh, what's her name Ahsoka at the end of episode of of uh, oh fantastic one you know what I mean that was an amazing so eh, eh, eh. sorry there sunshine you ain't got this list that's what we call basura scopidia anyway scatta scatta na scatta puzzo so Doc, do you want to add anything? Nope. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, let's go. Let's blow this thing and go home. You can, Oh, hold on a second here. I'll do that later. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O Instagram, Alex Arroyo Facebook, and Alex Arroyo MD on the Twitter. Find me at Greek God Papadon on Instagram, Twitter, and Getter. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is the pro wrestling tea store go get your ggp t-shirts youtube page we got pop it on subscribe to it comment like the videos hit the notification bell i just dropped two new battles new matches this week me versus uh the sean prant uh the sean pratt uh from wow. how'd that match go great from guts and glory and uh, i dropped me versus jorge sante from the new evolution wrestling which is a great match. And if, so, if, if, if you don't know who Deshaun, Deshaun Pratt was, he was yeah. formerly, formerly of one of my favorite tag teams um, on the indie scene, which is the uh, the uh, Osiris Portal. Was it, what were they called? Him and Ophidian and uh, Osiris. They were the Chikara guys. Fuck, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I know who they are. I, the name didn't of wanna, tag team. I didn't want to break kayfabe, but go ahead. Yes. Oh, wait, well, are we not breaking kayfabe? Everybody knows that's him. Come on. I don't know. Whatever. It's none of my business. They used to dance. And there's a famous clip of getting Joe, uh, Joe Gacy and CZW dancing, and, and they did fucking all this cool well, shit. Well, they, they 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 put him in a, a like a, the snake, uh, yeah, the, the snake hypnosis, and they had a fucking doing like Twitter. I mean, was, uh, Thriller. It was, it was great. It's pretty hilarious. Yes, that's when wrestling goes fucking off the wall. Gaga breaks the fourth door, but it's okay. Once in a while, it's okay. Um, anyway, yeah. So check those out. You can find us together. At NFO underscore podcast on Twitter, New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook. And the uh, 
email address is newforceorderyahoo.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we enlightened you and we educated you on the Star Wars. Uh, that's our job. We want to make you happy. Forget about your day. Forget about all the negative shit that's going on right now. Hit you with some news, some rumors, a lot of Tom's, uh, tomfoolery and shenanigans. But most importantly, we, we want to get Star Wars more over with you, the folks, and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars, which is what a lot of people are doing and cashing in on. You'll never see us do that shit. That's cheap, petty nonsense. But this has been another exciting edition of the new Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. The time has come. Execute. Order and F O. It's all about making it the cage of death on December 11th. Now, what do the runaways have planned here right now? As they were fitting all by himself, ducks in the clothesline. Amas is catching his spot. Mesmerizing. He's using hypnosis. Is that legal here? This can't be legal in international rules. Look but it's it. working. He's hypnotizing the entranceway too. Different, but effective. <laughs> what the hell is going How on? How is this legal? Oh man. They got the dance floor. <laughs> and what is that? He hypnotized the locker room when he looked at the entrance. This is the most illegal thing I've seen in the history of wrestling. How are we not hypnotized? He didn't look right. Hey, it's ultraviolet dancing. You gotta love the action here in CZW. It's like nothing else. He's cutting a line or cutting a rug or whatever it's called. Oh, I love it. Oh, look at that. The yo-yo. I haven't seen some of this stuff since the 80s. And Greg Excellent is doing a strip tease on the outside. I haven't seen a rack like that since Mia Yim. Oh, my. Slater's now cutting the rug somehow. The worst. Syrian portal 
Bull, the cage at death 12. And Greg Exley feels ashamed of himself. So tonight, so tonight, here at Night of Infamy 9, we saw Philly's most wanted beat cop in a half slash Irish drive-by to advance to the finals of the Tag Team Title Tournament. And right now, we saw the Osirian portal use hypnosis illegally. We have to review the rule book where Gulak to defeat the Runaways portal. Philly's most wanted Tag Team Title Tournament Final at Cage of Death 12. I don't know about you, Jake, but I'm excited for Cage of Death this December. The finals, we finally will have new Tag Team Champions. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.